This is an AMI podcast. Oh, hello. Yes, welcome to another episode of Double Tap for <laughs> Friday, the 13th of January 2023. I am Stephen Scott. He's Sean Priest. Today, we've got your emails and a review of the Mini Vision 2. The Return. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, it's Friday. Hello. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's... Are you trying to get voiceover work? I, I noticed the show reel there. <laughs> the return. It was very good. That's it. I'm looking for Warner Sisters to get in touch. I think that's the only ones I'll get in touch with me, to be honest. Oh, uh, well, yeah, they were lovely people, in fairness. Uh, anyway, hi. It's Friday. It is uh, the 13th. It is indeed, as you say, the Day of Doom. Yep. I'm trying to keep an upbeat uh, mood going on the show today. All right. Sorry. Let's just totally forget that. Anyway, I don't. One minute in and it's been trashed. Do you not? No, I don't either. My mum, my mum will not cut her toenails on a Sunday. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, that well known superstition. No, my dad is exactly the same. He won't. Yeah, no shoes on the table. Although, yes. who who does that? No crossing your knife and fork when you finish a meal. Oh, Don't cross on the stairs. Any of that stuff. Oh, you can't cross on my stairs. Not when I'm on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a queuing system in our house. It's like if, you, if you're about to start coming down the stairs, it's a hold on up there, hold on. It's like trying to cross a narrow bridge. Uh, it's best <laughs> that you go first and wait on the other side. Um, yes, well, we are here today. We've lots to talk about because, uh, of course, you've been getting in touch with your questions, Me? your thoughts. Not you. Oh, right. The other you. Um, oh, hello, listeners. Hi. And, uh, yeah, you've been getting in touch with your comments following, of course, the big news, the breaking news. Is it break? Was that breaking news? Yes. No, I've just, yes breaking news. No, it wasn't. Breaking it constitutes news. me pressing that button. Uh, of breaking. Ira. <laughs> no. Ira up in the prices. It did get a lot of comment. And that's not a surprise, Sean. Uh, no, no, not at all, really. Uh, anything to do with pricing, usually me shouting about it. But yes, of course, it's a very popular service with a lot of people who had a lot of thoughts on the on the price hike. Well, let's get straight to them then. Caleb emailed in and uh, Laura has been reading your emails today. Here is Caleb's. Oh, hello, 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 Stephen, Sean and Mark. I heard about Ira's new prices today from your podcast, I appreciate their efforts to explain away the community's confusion, but this seems like a lot of effort because of a simple error. I'm sure I'm not the first to offer this idea, but since the problem seems to be surrounding the word retail, why not just use different terms? Ira clearly has both prices already decided, based on what they said on the podcast, so just post them on the website and be done with the criticisms. A partner price instead of retail, and an explorer price for the individual that no one has to call in to get – Saves Ira the cost of all the customer service calls, makes it clear to the access partners that they have a different price, mitigates the criticisms and saves users the time of having to call in when we're busy trying to live our lives. Just a thought, and I'm sure others have made the same suggestion. I hear they got some really nasty feedback, and that's ridiculous. This looks like an easy oversight while they were busy with the much more important and challenging efforts of building, running and growing a company – This seems like a last 10 yards problem, but for a company trying to innovate. Great interview and thanks for all you do. Caleb from Minnesota. Proud explorer since 2019 and hashtag friend of the shed. Ah, another friend of the shed. (laughs) Thank you, Caleb. And um, yeah, I think that's a very reasonable point. I'm exactly the same. I'll be honest with you. I'm not that keen on the explorer label either. Mm. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But... I, I I don't know. I just think it adds to the confusion. An explorer or a partner, access partner, even that. You know, I, I just think it's far easier to, okay, if, are you an organization? Are you a business? Are you an enterprise? This is your price. If you're a, if this is for personal use. I mean, that's, that's terms we're used to, right? But actually, I, I don't think that is the core of the problem. That is one aspect of it. I think the main thing here. When it comes to the price hike itself, I probably shouldn't use the term hike, should I? The well, price it is. It, 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 it is, yes. I mean, it, it really is. is. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the price increase, um, it, it's because Ira are, are trying to get more 
of those business partners on board. And that's who they're concentrating on. That's who they're really trying to speak to. And um, that's why they're they're keen to get those business prices out there rather than the personal prices. But I, I totally agree with you, Caleb. Okay, let's see what Chris has to say. Hi, guys. This is Chris Cook and one of your biggest fans. And I hey. was the person who submitted the Fire Tablet walkthrough and set up in June. And I just want to thank you so much for putting that on. And I'm way late in saying that. But the main <laughs> focus of what I want to talk about today is my reaction to the IRA pricing change. And I'm sure your email inbox and voicemail box is absolutely inundated with these comments. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to hope to be a voice of reason here. I know that sometimes I really land on my own blind community for whining and complaining. But Honestly, I really have a few thoughts here. I have been an explorer with Ira for four and a half years. I had the glasses. I absolutely have been a champion for them. I've given presentations. I have recommended Ira to my clients whom I teach and to our agency. And I'm just absolutely looking for every way to get the word out about Ira. And I even had to justify to our clients why they would be paying about $1 a minute and just explaining for confidential professionals, concierge service, this is what you need to pay. And so I thought the rollout of this was well-timed, but I was absolutely, completely appalled by the way it was done. I'm not sure who thought this was a good idea to withhold from us the prices. Why not just send an email with information? Here's a little table for you. We have the corporate unsubsidized prices and the subsidized consumer prices. This is what they are. Why not send an email to your loyal consumer base who need this information? My friend tried to call customer care to find out what she would pay for add-on minutes and what this all means. Couldn't get through. The phone system collapsed. I tried to make a call to Ira for some random purpose to see the expiration on some meat that I had. Couldn't get an agent. It was crazy. I had to call Be My Eyes. But anyway, when I go to a restaurant and there are no prices on the menu, I clearly know I can't afford it. And that's the bad taste that this created for me, even as a loyal explorer. I will be with Ira until, you know, forever. But I just can't imagine why withholding this information for fear that the, it seems like for fear that the corporate folks would say, oh my goodness, why are they paying so little? And I have to shell out this big amount of money. Oh my goodness, really. There are a lot of fires to put out now and it's been so much easier to uh, not have the fan the flames by withholding this vital information from your loyal consumer base. Um, and a simple email with a little table would have been great. Uh, wow. So I will, I will be with Ira, but I am very appalled at how this was handled. And I, at the same time, can only imagine that Janine and Troy and others are reeling from all the the comments and such, and I don't envy you there. But boy, let's be transparent in a way that gives people the information they need without having to go forage for it and call customer care to find out what you clearly could have put in an email. Where you need to make people call in are those corporate customers, not your loyal consumer base whom you're serving. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it and always awesome job. You're my favorite podcast. Thanks again. Thank you, Chris. Really, really appreciate that. And we thank you as well. It was a great demo back in June. I remember that. Uh, Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for for getting in touch. I I think that's the the sentiment shared by a lot of people. And it's interesting because I've seen the flip side of this. People who say exactly the same thing. I'm really loyal to Ira. I really want this service. I need it. I did see someone last night, and I find it a strange thing. Someone on, on the Ira Explorer community saying, I've given up on it. I've I've cancelled my subscription. I'm out. They really want to use the service, but they're out. And, you know, even though, and I think this is, there's a couple of things to note here. One is the current pricing does extend until the end of the year. So whatever plan you're on now, if you you were on the plan previous, uh, you know, before the, the beginning of January, you could keep that plan right up to the end of December this year. 
But some people are saying, well, you know, it's it's not good enough. You've lost trust, so I'm out. And I don't know if that's maybe just cutting off your own nose to spite your face, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't quite understand the the lost trust. I mean, uh, I I agree. It's a business. They're trying to make money. I mean, no one's... I don't don't think anybody... I mean, there might be people on the fringe who have said this, but I haven't really seen anybody turning around and saying they're on some kind of land grab or some kind of money grab here. Yes, they are clearly making more money. Yes, there are, there are questions about the amount of money it takes to run a service like this. But we have to remember, it's 24-7, and it's pretty much running on, in a lot of countries that, you know, it, it's, it takes a lot of investment to make that work. It takes a lot of money to make this work. And there aren't a lot of us paying for it. That's the no. problem. I mean, if we had total transparency and IRA would give out the subscriber numbers, I think that would be incredibly interesting for a lot of people who are crying, you know, it's a money grab. They're just being greedy because I absolutely don't think it is. Agents need training. Agents need... No, what, what, quality what, agents, right? We don't quality, want exactly. Would you just want you know what, expect them to work for minimum wage on a job like? I don't know. I, I think don't know what, this is the bit we forget, right? Because you, you're kind of having a conversation around money, but everyone's saying the same thing. I love Ira. I, Chris says I'll, I'll be with Ira till the end. And why is that? It's because of the service they provide. If it was a poor service, you would have cut that today. They, they would have been done. Yes. They'd have been finished by the end of this week. Well, look, when IRA was first announced, I was so excited. I I, I used the term like this is the holy grail of accessible Mm -hmm. services because this can make a huge difference. I I mean, if I was living on my own, uh, there was a long time when I was transitioning, when I was losing my sight, where going out so, you know, I was almost having panic attacks, having the ability to have someone almost walk with me like that. You know, not, not obviously not personally, but using the IRA service and say, you know, giving me a hand with the mobility and navigation, that's invaluable. Now, I, I understand it as well. I, I can't afford to pay the prices for, I mean, 15 minutes wouldn't be enough for me. And anything above that, I couldn't afford that. I can't justify the prices at the moment. But I, I can totally see the value in the service. So if someone needs to leave because they can't afford it, I totally get that and I sympathize with that. But at the same time, this is a service, I think, that needs to survive. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, it's you know, I, I look, and everyone has to make the decision that suits them, right? And whether it's for money, whether it's for some principle or whatever, you know, you do whatever you need to do. Um, but once you leave, as far as I'm concerned, it's like anything in life. If you don't vote, you don't get a say, right? It's just as simple as that for me. You don't get a say in it because you're not taking part in it. You're not putting your money where your mouth is. And, you know, some people can afford it and they're choosing not to out of some kind of principle. I find that very strange. Um, but well, again, it depends you do if you. you. Feel, if, you, if you feel like the company itself, and sort of the ethos behind the company, if you think they're doing something wrong here, if you don't trust their motives behind it, then absolutely. And I think you, you have every right to talk about that as well. But personally, and speaking to you know Troy and Janine, um, I, I, I think they have good intentions, I think, I think they are they just trying overthought to, this whole thing. I, I think, yes. I don't think that the way they've gone about this has been particularly helpful uh, to us in the community, but I think they are just trying to grow the service. I don't know how 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 long's left on the service in, in the current pricing. How, how long could it have lasted for? I don't want to see it go away. And I am giving a lot of slack, I suppose, a lot of um, leeway to the company in saying, okay, I want this company to survive. I want this service to be there for me. And if it needs to be this price, then so be it. And let's see what happens. I think that the truth of that will only come next year when the new pricing actually kicks in. That's where things will change. At the moment, people are kind of sailing along on the the price they have. I just want to mention that as well. Sorry. You said that people are already on the plan. Now, did I get this right from the interview? I, I meant to pick up on this. If you signed up now... Until the end of January, I think uh, Janine said, if you signed up for the old plan now, you can keep that till the end of December. Yeah, I I don't know when the cutoff date is, but there's there's a point, obviously, where they've switched to the new plans. Yeah. Um, I I don't know when that date is, but I I, I was going by the end of the year. That was the kind of suggestion I was getting from Ira at the time, was just... That's when the old plan's prices stop. Yeah. And you you can't you, you, no matter yeah you, know, you you need the new pricing, but I think you can still sign up. I, I'm not sure on this. Double check it. But what I got from it was that you can still sign up to the old pricing until the end of this month, uh, end of January. That's okay. what I'm hoping anyway. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, right, let's, let's get another uh, voicemail. Hello, Double Tapas. This is Felix. Um, and uh, I've just finished listening to uh, Tuesday's episode of Double Tap, um, where you had Ira, uh, or the, um, the CEO of Ira, and Janine Stanley on uh, to discuss the new changes. Um, my views are, I understand why prices need to be increased, uh, but listening to that uh, episode, I was a little bit confused. Why don't I just have stuff that's very basic and to the point? It um, was my thoughts whilst listening to the podcast. Um, you know, have a, a business plan and an individual plan or individual, um, let's say, um, uh, well, let's say, um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, the word is, well, in, in individual plans, I'd say, yes. In, and then um, and then leave it as that. So if I'm an individual person, I know that I, I pay for this amount of minutes per month, and that's it. Um, and if I'm a business person, um, then I pay for these plans. That's what Vispero do, Vispero do for JAWS and Fusion. There's JAWS Professional, uh, which is for businesses, and there's standards for everyone else. So... Um, why don't you have it as, as, as basic as that? Um, and even the, um, even that, and then, ha, you know, call, you know, have them called individual or, uh, again, business, and then just have tariffs, and that's it. Um, the stars are a bit cool, equally confusing, but I understand why they would do that. You don't want to have a tariff and then have several levels within that tariff, or at least if there are, maybe not call them stars, just have them different levels. Um, so if you pay, if you're a standard person and you go for this tariff, you'll pay for this amount of money um, to get this amount of minutes. If you want the, uh, the middle range of that, go for the middle range, you get this amount of minutes and this amount and this amount of money. If you want the higher, you go for that. You know, that's that's what I have on my phone when I um, for for my payment plan. I um, I pay uh, twenty pounds a month, knowing that I get unlimited calls and unlimited texts on the higher range. If I then pay £25, I will get, well, I'll get everything else, but maybe a little bit more data. That's basically what my plan is. Why not just switch to that? Um, and also, I feel like the lowest plan that I spoke about, where you get, I think, 15 minutes for, say, 20-something dollars a month or something like that, I don't think that's necessarily about, you know, uh, value for money in the, in the respect that if you then go over your minutes. You're then, um, what happens then? Um, do you, uh, can you, do you then switch to the free um, 12 hour, five minutes per 12 hours um, after a few two minutes after that month? Or can you buy more? Or is it a pay-as-you-go service? Uh, it, I mean, a pay-as-you-go service would be ideal. So if I go, if I use my 15 minutes for, um, for let's say on the 1st of, this, of January, for example, um, I can then just say, right, I'll ring them up and then I'll spend how you know what I need for the rest of the month until my next twenty pounds comes out of my of my account, refreshing my fifteen minutes, for example. That would make sense. Um but just just my views, but I, I I feel like we as a community we don't need to alienate or be, you know, lashing out at IRA. I think they just they're trying to survive that in that place what the plan is. Um, but yes, so please, 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 uh, before I go, bring in the, the pay-to-go ghosting alongside everything else. It'll make stuff so much easier. And, you know, uh, if you're paying, if you're on pay-to-go, you know that, um, or at least if that's also available to you, you know that if I need a bit longer than that, you know, the minutes I currently pay for, that's available to me. So, uh, yeah, just my thoughts. Uh, this has been Felix. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Felix. And, you know, again, all these such, you know, considered responses to this. And I think a lot of people have been very kind. I mean, I, I don't know if other companies would have got this kind That's what of. I was just going to pick up on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this kind of reaction. I mean, if this was any other company, we would. I mean, I saw someone saying, you know, if Amazon or Apple or Google had come out with a pricing structure like this, we would have laughed them out of town. Um, but I think it's because, you know, as much as we in the in the blind community want to, you know, have everything available to us and accessible to us, when something comes along which is for us, 
and works for us, we will stand by it, even when there's problems. And, you know, I, I think that's fair. And I think as a community overall, what I've seen is actually some really nice comments, some really considered comments, and even people going back on, you know, comments they've made. Maybe initially they've had a, a harsh reaction to this and then coming yeah. back and saying, do you know what? I went too far on that. I apologise. Let me reconsider my my position on this. And I think that says a lot about the company. And I think it says a lot about the the, in some ways, even though the way they've handled this might not be perfect, that people still kind of want to, you know, like, okay, guys, let's get together. Let's, you know, let's figure this out. Let's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm really liking that everyone has mentioned so far, you know, let's, let's, not, um, let's not go too far on no. the backlash on this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get another voicemail on this topic. Uh, lots of you have got in touch on this, but I, I'm going to wrap it on this. Uh, this is a voicemail from Pat. Hi, Stephen and Sean. It's Pat in California. I'm calling about the IRA, what I will call a debacle. Uh, I felt that they were cagey, and I don't think they are cagey in real life, but their presentation was apologetic and cagey and caused me to think they have something up their sleeves, and I really don't think they do. What I thought was it came out to sound like the Eeyore School of Marketing rather than the Tigger School of Marketing. They need to look at things differently. I don't think they should apologize for charges. The charges are what they are. I think apologizing simply sets people up to say, yeah, you're right, you're not worth it. In the case of corporations, they shouldn't try to hide prices from corporations. They should engage corporations and say, look, there's a service for corporations. When you walk into Home Depot, you're going to have 50 minutes a day, whatever they're selling, of people who can actually access individual assistance to find the little plumbing pieces they need. And there's lots of people who have seeing um, disabilities, not just blindness. Uh, in our particular county, we have 7% of the population has some sort of vision problem. So they would have trouble finding the screws and the bolts and whatever plumbing supplies or plants they need. And we all know that very few people work at Home Depot and even fewer want to help people find plants. So this would be a great service to say, if you have a question, dial Ira for free on Home Depot's charge, look up what you'd like to have, and we'll assist you. Additionally, doctor's offices want all the time for you to fill out paperwork. Well, even for the elderly, it's just almost impossible to do. What if these corporations had IRA on board and said, Mrs. Smith, these forms need to be filled out, but they can be challenging. If you want help, please call our IRA representative. Um, employers would pay for that. Corporations would pay for that. And it's an excellent service. So I just think they need to turn this upside down and say to themselves, look what we've got to offer employers and corporations, and then look what our individuals will receive. That's what I've got to say. I really like you guys. I admire all the work you do, and I just hope you get to go on for 100 years. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you, Pat. Well, thank you, Pat. There's absolutely no chance with the state of my health I'll get to 100 years. So lucky to get to 10. Year at a time. Yeah, let's, let's just take it a day, at, a day at a time. Let's do a day at a time. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for, for getting in touch with that. I, I think that is what – I think that's exactly what Ira want to do. I think that's what they want. They almost – Mm. You mentioned the, that. You, yeah. you suggested let's take it more. Let's make it more mainstream, and that's an excellent point. Doctor surgeries, places like that, fantastic. I think you're absolutely right. Can Pat. I say when, when? And I know I've said it a thousand times, but when the smart glasses finally get here, this app on this Ira app could be massive. You imagine going into a store. You know anybody? Not not a blind person. Anybody goes into a store and, like you say, Home Depot or, or maybe into a clothes store and says, hey, do you know what? I'd like to check this out. What do you think about this? Or, you know, where's this? where where will I find this particular part of the – in the mall? What, what store am I looking for in the mall? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Anybody could value from get value from that. <laughs> flat pack and Ikea. You know, yeah. it's just getting a helping hand. I, the, the amount of times I get – rang by my family saying oh, they, they've got this new device whatever it could be uh, something last one was a kettle um uh, look i've rang ira so many times and they've brought up the manual 
for things. User guide. They can That's help right. so many people. And not just because of the, the, I, I can't see it because, you know, some people just, oh, I just don't know what, I don't know where to start on this. And some people need a helping hand. Absolutely. You can make this mainstream. Helping hand. Rename the company. There we go. A helping hand. Oh, that's beautiful. But that's what it is. You know? I take ten percent for that. <laughs> <laughs> is that ten percent off your uh, new subscription, or the yes, offset that's... pricing, or the the one I'm getting as PDF that's finally retail. coming? Right. Okay. Um, no, it, it is really interesting to see people's thoughts, and and I wonder. I mean, maybe in a a wider context, as a community, as a blind community, maybe we because there is so much engagement on this and there are so many people talking, maybe we should turn that into something bigger. Maybe we should try and actually work here together as a community, as I think we're kind of doing in a way. And instead of, you know, turning the conversation in on ourselves and saying, isn't this terrible or isn't this, you know, this, this isn't right or whatever, maybe let's, you know, and considering everybody's saying the same thing, which is, it's a great service, we love it. Why don't we take that out there? I've often thought to myself, and I'm actually going to do it. I've got a, a, um, a mall, which I go to on the odd occasion for, for shopping. And I think- All you know, the time. No, not all the time, but kind of for this reason, because I, you know, I have to use Ira in there all the time, using my minutes to get around. You know, my wife would use it for, you know, for going shopping her, on her own, especially. She doesn't do that anymore. Um, and I think, you know, that mall should provide that service. One thing they do provide- interestingly, is uh, sighted guides, right? So they actually provide people who will come and help you and take you around the, the mall. And it's interesting because if you're prepared to do that, then IDA would be actually so much better because you so don't have to have people. Sackle the sighted people. Well, yeah, it, well, in their case, it's volunteers. And, and also when I called up <laughs> about the service, because it's volunteers... No one was and, available. Well, A, no one was available, but it's only available on like a Tuesday morning at 10.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't work Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. You know? And this is the other problem. Whereas Ira, 24-7. Yeah, I'm going to make a call about this because I think this is the thing. I think maybe we should as a community, if you've got a place you go or there's a place you would benefit from, then let's lobby them. Let's get in touch and say, do you know, have you heard of this thing? Maybe we all become agents for Ira. We all just start pushing it. Because, yeah. look, it helps us. It no, makes absolutely. a difference to us. And we help each other by doing that. So if I get a mall to you know pay for ira then suddenly anybody who's blind can use that and and will of course more likely use it because they can go in with the service and they know they don't have to get charged for it and even if that's all they do with ira that's good enough so you know maybe that's what it is maybe that's the the thing i don't know it's just it's, it's a really that's a very good point yeah the, the passion right. here is um it is it is clear it's palpable is that the right word it sounds it good is. It very good i like it thank you palpable I don't think that's even the right word. It's the word of the day. Let's, let's, let's go with it. it. Palpable. Yep. Um, well, listen, stick around. We've got more to come, <laughs> including a review of the Minivision 2 smartphone. Can we call that a smartphone? Okay, we'll find out. Michael Babcock is here with his initial thoughts and review on that regular AMI contributor, of course, on uh, Kelly and Ramia, and also here on Double Tap. Uh, stick around for that, plus more of your emails next. It's Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. <laughs> I tell you, I wish people could hear what we talk about in the Are brain. you all right, Stephen? I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I, I, sometimes you just have a bit of a brain fog. And oh. um, yeah, that happens. Thank goodness we can edit. Well, yes. You know, when we bother. Um, anyway, you know, I was just thinking about the Ira thing. And, you know, last night I went for a, a coffee with a friend. I say last night, actually, because you know, it gets so dark so early. <laughs> it always feels like oh, nighttime. I know. It's yeah. middle of the day. But... Um, I'd gone out. It was a horrible day yesterday in Scotland. I say that as Canadians are blanketed by snow and minus 20 conditions. Yes. And I feel bad about saying that because you guys know what actual weather is. Um, they don't know rain. They don't Not know like rain. Scottish it's like rain. It's a hard rain, you know? It's like rain that hurts you. I know. As Prince said, Scottish rain. That's exactly. Yeah. Well done. You're getting, getting you. the idea. That's I it. Know. You're getting the idea. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, I, I came out of the coffee shop and, you know, I, it's perfect for me because where the coach drops me off, get off the coach in town and it only stops in one place. So it's really good. Comes off, you get off the coach and then the coffee shop is just there, just right there. 
So it's perfect for meeting someone. So I don't have to go wandering through the town or anything. So that's brilliant. I actually found a coffee shop by accident. I turned left thinking I was walking along a road and I ended up inside a coffee shop. And I said, (laughs) oh, coffee shop's here. Perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. Bag of fish and chips, please. It's like an old (laughs) joke about a blind person. They're great. Yes, exactly. Um, So I ended up in there and I obviously thought that was perfect. So I'd met my friend yesterday and it was nice to catch up with him. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And um, I came out of the the cafe, and as you do, I had to turn right and then turn right again. So come out the door, turn right, turn right again. And it's the first time in a long time where I genuinely, I I could see nothing. And that's a weird thing. I've not been out that much at all. And I've been in the house, and I feel fine in the house. You're not blind in the house. Not blind in the house. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Until I walk into a corner of a wall, and then, oh, yeah, I am. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know how my doors are still on their hinges. Oh, I know. Honestly. So I um, I go into, I, I get on the, and I, and I thought, right, do you know what? I need Ira here. I really need Ira. Because the problem I have is the coach, it, it parks in a different location every time on the street because it doesn't have, the street's got lots and lots of bus stops on it, but there doesn't seem to be like a set bus stop that the coach goes to. Yeah. It's something I'm actually lobbying them for. I'm like, guys, can you just pick a place? Could you not talk to someone? Yeah. Say, look, that's my bit, you know? And because um, it just makes it so confusing. So anyway, I, I'm walking up the street and I'm thinking to myself, I'll just, I'll, I'll find the coach. I mean, it's a big white coach, but of course it's pitch black. It doesn't make any difference whether it's big white coach or not. No. And it's just lights and blur and everything everywhere. And I thought, right, now forget it. I'm never going to see this coach. So I get Ira and I said, look, can you just look out for a big white coach that says 3C on it. That's all I'm looking for. If you can find that, I'll be happy as Larry. And uh, they're like, right, you're standing right in front of it. <laughs> like, perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and it was great. And actually, in fairness, the, the driver, who's a regular driver, he came out and he said, Stephen, over here, uh, which was great. And that's one of the other benefits of a local bus. Of course, bus. yeah. But, I mean, just having that backup, right? It, it, you can't... And, and I can't rely on the bus driver because he may not be on that no, day. No, no, of course you know? not. Of course not. And and just having that that like I say, having that backup, it does so much for you know, that anxiety and that stress that we all feel, no matter how good your mobility is. There's times when you get in those situations. I exactly the same situation. I I was out I was visiting someone in hospital and um I had a taxi driver who was one of those that just wasn't gonna speak to me, basically. It's mm. grunts and groans, right? And um I, okay. It, I'm at the main entrance somewhere, so I get out of the taxi, and I just, <laughs> I just shout out now. Anyone tell me where the main entrance is? You know, and, and uh, someone, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just over there. And then another one joined, joined the helpful person. Yeah, it's just over there, and it's pointed. You know, I was like, oh, honestly, people, I, I can't. I don't know where you're pointing. Yeah. So uh, then someone just grabbed my stick and started pulling me in. Yeah. And then you start to think, you know, this is where Ira really really comes into its own because it, it just takes all that away of course there's always helpful people there but they don't always help in the right way and it just makes things uh, you know it, it's irritating at times so yeah i think as i said the ira service is invaluable in times yeah absolutely um okay look let's um shall we bring in um we'll bring in michael babcock now and talk about the mini vision too I want to hear about the Mini Vision 2 because I've, all we hear about is the, the Blind Shell Classic 2 all the time, and rightfully so, right? Yeah. But there's options out there, and I don't really hear about this one. Yeah, well, okay, here's Michael. He's going to talk about the Mini Vision 2 for us, uh, regular contributor, of course, here on Double Tap, and also on AMI's Kelly and Ramia show. Here's Michael. Hey, Double Tappers, Michael here, and today we're going to talk about a tool that's been around for a little while, but uh, probably not talked about as much as some of these other tools, and I think it really comes down to a lot of innovations that are happening with things like Blind Shell and uh, something else that I need to find out if I can talk about, you know, secret things, secret things. Anyways, today we're going to talk about the Mini Vision 2 phone. And this is available from Capsies, and it is also available uh, probably from a lot of your dealers that you already go to for your access technology devices. Or if not, then hopefully they can put you in the right direction. This is kind of a smaller box. Um, it's, it's not a huge phone. 
I know this really doesn't help, and I'm going to compare it anyways. I'll, I'll get a better comparison, but it's the size of my hand. That counts, right? The box is. Like, anyways, it's uh, slightly narrower and slightly shorter than a iPhone 12. So hopefully you've seen one of those. You know, one of these days, if only they made this thing called, like, measurements or something. The front of the box opens up, and you pull it out, and uh, you flip open the, the box itself. There's a couple of pieces of paper in here, and then under that is what looks like, it reminded me the first time that I seen it, of like a Motorola Q, even though it's not as many buttons as the Motorola Q had. But I'm going to pull this out. It's a very lightweight, very, very lightweight. Uh, it's pretty thin. I know these are these are super helpful, but it has a speaker at the top, a screen underneath that, and then uh, two buttons on the left and right side of a four-way navigation pad. Under that is a keypad, and then on the bottom of it, on the left side is a headphone jack. Yes, it has headphone jack. I will bring it in. I promise I'll bring it into this mix. To the right of that is a micro USB charging cable. Not sure how I feel about that, but to the right of that is a speakerphone. So let me grab my cord. All right, here we go. We're going to plug it in. All right, now we're plugged in. So what I'm going to do is I'm guessing the in button. Well, let me explain these buttons here. On the left side is a blank button. Like it, it, it doesn't have any tactile representation. And then underneath that is a vertical line. And this again is on the left side. For me, that means that that's probably like the call or okay button. On the right side is a blank button again. And then below that is a horizontal line. And I'm guessing that's the back button. So let's press and hold that. And we'll see what happens. I felt a brief vibration. So I'm going to go ahead and let it come on. And hopefully we'll be able to capture the audio of it coming on. Uh, I haven't done this before. So we will see. So that startup process took about 30 seconds and we're going to give it another couple of seconds to come on and then we'll see what the first thing is the phone says. Home screen, 1.35 p.m. Wednesday, January 4th. Battery level, 62% remaining. Network status, 0 out of 4. One new text message. So that's what happens when I press the back button once, the same button that um, goes ahead and turns it on. If I press the down button, you'll hear some of the things. Actually, I'll give you a quick demonstration of all of the things that are available on this phone. Phone. Contacts. Messages. One. Alarm. Calendar. Camera. Gallery. FM radio. Light detector. Color detector. Banknote recognizer. Calculator. Voice recorder. Notes. Flashlight. Weather. Emergency. Where am I? User manual. Settings. Settings. And then you hear the little notification or ear con that tells you that settings is the last option. The keypad on this phone is actually pretty clicky. I like it. One thing I wish I could change is this is a very long menu that does not wrap. So I can't just press the up button to go to the bottom of the menu and work my way up. In addition, I can't press the number of the option. So if I press one, it doesn't take me to call. It appears, and again, I've just pulled this out of the box, that I have to press the up button rapidly. Phone. And I just learned that you can press and hold the up button to get to the first menu option and press and hold the down button to get to the last menu option. I'm going to go to the messages app. Alarm. Messages. One. Unread message. And we'll press OK. Plus one. Five, four. And here's my cell phone number. So I'll go ahead and press OK. And this will show you any messages you might have in that conversation. Press OK to open the context menu for your message. And then OK again. And you can reply. Call. Reading mode. Forward. Delete. View details. Add to contacts. I'm going to go back up to reply. And press OK. Edit box. Type text now message. I'm going, to put, uh, I'm going to write the word this is a test. Capital T H G A I P Q S space A space T E P R S T 1 period. Does that, does that bring back some memories? Space. You know, entering those letters. 
Let's press and hold the OK button to demonstrate dictation. Speak after the beep. This is a test of dictation. This is a test of dictation. That did take a little bit to process, but as you heard, it did put the text in fine. So now let's press the OK button. Message. Sending. Message sent. And pressing the OK button automatically sends the message. The OK button is the button in the middle of the navigation pad. That really is a quick overview of the Minivision 2. I like this phone. It's very smooth, very uh, easy to navigate. There are no buttons on either of the sides or the top. If you want to adjust your volume, press your left and right buttons. We'll tap the right button. Volume settings. Voice. 5 of 15. Voice. 6 of 15. Voice. 7 of 15. The volume gets louder if we tap the right button. And then pressing the down button will take you to... Alarm. 12 of 15. Alarm settings and... Ringtone. 9 of 15. Ringtone settings. Now, it's going to go ahead and, after about a second, take you back to the previous screen that you were on. Home and screen. And that is how you can PM. edit the volume controls. I don't know how you would turn the volume up on a phone call, but for a fully accessible feature phone that allows you to make phone calls, send and receive messages, and some of the additional features that were mentioned, this phone feels nice, and I like it. You can't send and receive emails, you can't browse the web, and you can't have added features. But, you know, additional features can sometimes just add a level of complexity to the user interface that doesn't work for everyone. Michael, thank you so much for that. I'm really interested to hear what people think about the Mini Vision 2 as opposed to the Blind Show Classic and other devices like that. It's good to hear about something else, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I must say, I didn't like that. I don't like Michael. He's far too good. I know. I mean, isn't well, he? That was amazing, Michael. Who does he think he is? I know, with his deep, booming voice and his details. I know, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Research coming on here. Excellent. Um, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> look, You're look. making a show of us now. It's a bit like when you clean it's a bit like when you clean just a table or something in your living room. You think, God, the whole place now looks dirty. Well done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the weirdest analogy. Well done. We need a jingle for Stephen's analogy still. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really like that. I, I'd be really interested in the price uh, of that mm. one compared to the blind shell. Yeah, it doesn't do emails. And as Michael rightly said there, this is a feature phone. But what a feature phone. I mean, you know, the accessibility, absolutely amazing. I like that. And there is another one that's uh, been circulating for a while. We're going to talk about soon uh, called Real Sam. Uh, there's a new version of that just been launched. So we're going to talk about that uh, in the coming weeks. So that'll be interesting. Again, there's lots of options out there. So we'll we'll bring you all the options you don't have to buy an iPhone. You don't have to buy an Android phone to uh, have a wonderful life. Although it helps. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, some more of your emails now. And Anne-Marie got in touch. Greetings and a happy new year, Double Tappers. I'm ashamed it has taken me so long to get in touch, but your show certainly gives us all plenty to debate and investigate. There is so much to update you on that I don't know where to start. Even as I type, I can hear Laura's voice in my head. Therefore, I'm typing accordingly, without as much waffle as humanly possible. The RNIB's Seeing Differently staff training that I've been helping to facilitate is going well. We have now refreshed a third of the entire organisation's staff training. We have been embedding personal experiences of living with sight loss and indeed the lived experience of those born with total blindness, making the training a more shared, authentic and real approach. A number of RNIB staff have commented that they have not had any staff training since the day they started their employment. Mm -hmm. Some of the time lapse we are seeing here is 13 years. Can you believe it? Yes. Staff are reporting that my training sessions, which last for five hours, are fun-filled and informative. I believe I have you guys to thank for that, as I relay a lot of information I hear on your shows where appropriate. Basically, I pretend I'm on your show and frequently say to myself, what would Stephen and Sean say to that? <laughs> I also would like to start a campaign regarding people donating, for free, their old tech, such as tablets and mobile phones, to those less fortunate and to the elderly, to try and ensure that they are not lonely and isolated, as you sadly discussed on one of your shows. That story inspired me so much, and now I need the support of a couple of organisations to be able to roll this out and get the tech to where it needs to be. Perhaps a shout-out on your show would help get the ball rolling, or provide some feedback as to whether this would be a successful venture or not. I do not want to earn anything from this. 
I just want to help people and will give up my free time to get this off the ground. I love your show and I hope you realise how important you have become within our blind community. I would go so far as to say that you really are a bunch of lifesavers. I wish you all the best for 2023 and look forward to what the rest of the year brings to us all. Take care now. Anne-Marie in Worcestershire. Oh, thank you, Anne-Marie. Unbelievable. And honestly, that's, that's quite touching. Thank it you, is. Anne-Marie. Um, if, if I had a heart, don't I'd be spoil emotional it. right now. Please don't spoil it. That was lovely. <laughs> um, like the, the CNIBs, um, they have a, a feature. At, at, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they have, they have a, a, program. a program. program like this. Yeah. Thank you. They have a program like this for, for the smartphones, don't they? Passing yeah. them on. Phone it uh, forward. Is it phone it forward? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. Phone it forward. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I've, I've got some tablets here that I have just sit in a drawer. I would love that to to pass that on to someone else. So, yeah, absolutely great idea. So anything we can do to help, absolutely. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm all for that. I am all for that. We've mentioned this on the show before, and I think it would be a great idea. I mean, I think when we suggested it, someone thought that we were doing it, and I said, I'm not doing it because that sounds like work to me. Uh, so that's mm, yeah. definitely never going to happen. I mean, there's no way I'd ever get that off the ground. I'd get 10 <laughs> minutes into it, and I want to keep everything. So it just wouldn't work. It'd just be give stuff to Stephen. You'd be arrested immediately. <laughs> Flung in jail with 8,000 iPads. Um, but no, I, I, I do think this is a great idea because there are so many people, like you know, we're saying, that just don't have access to this stuff, who can't afford to buy it. And, you know, that CNIB program really helps a lot of people. Um, we should get CNIB on to see, you know, to talk about, about how they, they set that up because you, I guess there's processes you need in place for that. If someone sends you a phone, you have to, I guess, wipe the phone. You have to make sure confidentiality. It's, yeah, privacy. there's lots of things around it. So, yeah, how do you do all that? I, I don't know. I don't Who know. Does it? You know, do they third, do they get a third party in to do that? And then you know, someone, you know, I, I don't know. Then there's costs involved in that, right? So yeah, logistics, sending it out. And Marie, yeah. good luck. Um, yeah, any help? Let us know. And as for the RNIB, yeah. I will say, you know, I was there 15 years and I was supposed to get my vision. What was it called again? The vision. Um, oh, it's going to my head. The, the, the vision, visual awareness training. That's what they called it at the oh. time. Um, and yes. Yes. And uh, I never got it. And I was I was told, believe it or not, by a manager who is, you know, way, way, way back and was gone. And, you know, I only met for about one minute. who said to me, there's no point in you doing it because you know all about it. You're blind. And I, I was kind of Ooh, surprised by that because why? I'm like, well, that's that would assume I know everything about everything, and I don't. Trust me. So, so you're at the moment not visually aware, Stephen. I'm unaware of you and everyone else. I actually yeah, shouldn't right. be here. I'm, I'm no, untrained in this market. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's amazing, though. When Amory said 13 years, it's um, yeah, it, it's it's Amory, you're doing a great job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for that, Anne-Marie, and uh, keep your comments coming. Keep us up to date. I know you're very busy with what you're doing, clearly, but do keep us up to date with how you're getting on. And, you know, if we can help out in any way with your campaign, we will do. What do you think, guys? Do you think we should we should start something like this in the UK around the world? I think this would be a great idea. I think there's a global thing here, because think about countries where there's no access. Think about, you know, places where this could really take off in a big way. Um, I mean, the amount of tech that passes through our hands, even those of us who might not think it, you know, if you get a phone and you get a, and you have an old phone sitting there, yeah, you could help, you know, and we could all contribute to that. So, yeah, I think that, that sounds brilliant. Okay, I want to get one more uh, voicemail, uh, email then, actually, this one for, also read by Laura. This is from Greg in Ohio. Hello, Double Tappers. This is Greg from Ohio. The first comment I want to make is hashtag Double Tap on Air for life. And who cares about that TV show with no name? Next, have you guys heard of the new Celeste glasses that are being worked on? They can be found at celeste.co. They're a bit cheaper than the other glasses right now. They're getting ready to start the prototype testing for them soon. That Real Blind Tech show did a podcast on them. I encourage you to take a listen. I have a question for you guys. How practical is Braille? Not only is the initial cost of a Braille display expensive, the repair costs are expensive when the warranty runs out. I'm afraid to use my orbit too heavily for fear of it failing because of the cost of repair. Now you have companies working on these tactile graphics plus braille devices, which are so expensive most schools won't be able to afford them unless the costs come way down. I saw a tweet from American Printing House showing the cost of creating a braille copy of an Algebra 2 textbook. The cost was $30,000 and took up something like 40 volumes. 
Even for schools, how really practical is this? The only real practical use I see for most is in labelling items and signs. I am begging you to please prove me wrong because I like Braille. Thanks. One of the double tap on airs, Greg Army. <laughs> army of Gregs. The army of Greg. Um, well, that, I think that is going to be the, the conversation starter for next week. Um, Greg, I would love to hear feedback on that. Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, with the, the, the argument he lays out there, I'm struggling to find any defence of that. I think um, I think it's this. It's definitely the display. I mean, you know, it's interesting because the Hable One is a, a great example of how Braille technology can be bought at a cheaper price. You're not getting the display. You're not getting the response, as in the tactile feedback. But you are getting the ability to type in Braille. But again, you know, I've been using my QWERTY keyboard for years on my iPhone, and you know, a QWERTY keyboard is fifty dollars, even. Th- you could buy one at $30 probably. They're very cheap and easy for input. So if you know if you're getting the audio output only anyway, it doesn't really make any difference what the input is, right? So I don't know. I I, I tend to agree. I'm a huge advocate for Braille. I'm I, I and I think for kids growing up, I think the way I would look at it is maybe we think about this as a generational thing. For us individually now, yes, it's expensive, but I think in the future that those costs will hopefully come down. As How long subject, have we been saying that? I know, but it, but it has started though. I mean, look, we we ha- we now have sub one thousand dollar Braille displays, which we never had when I was growing up, and you know that started to come in through thanks to the Orbit project. Yeah, you know, so there's a start, there's something there, you know. I hope anyway, so. look, we're out of time, unfortunately. I could talk about this all day. We should stay another hour. Um, Stop we will. That. We'll do it tomorrow. Don't listen How about to that? it, Mr. F. God we'll bless come you, back. By the way. We'll come back tomorrow, and we will not discuss this because we got other yeah, stuff tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, a really different show for you tomorrow. But uh, yeah, listening tomorrow, I think you, you might be uh, interested in a, a rather interesting conversation that came out of a tweet that I sent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing unusual there. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday with lots more. Really, I just want to say thank you so much for all your feedback. It really means a lot to us. And, yep. you know, it, it's so considered, it's so kind. And, um, yeah, I just really want to thank you for it. It means a lot to us. Uh, we're back on Monday. Keep the feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com, one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Sean. Love Double Tap. Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.